time I said that we had food downstairs and to not preach for 45 minutes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Man does not live on bread alone, John Bailey. Just kidding. All right. Let's up and well, oh, <laughs> but turkey will make it. Uh, let's let's pray. God, thank you again. Uh, just that we get together here, Lord. Just be in our be in our uh, service time here of, of the Word, God, and and uh, just let this verse that you've you've picked out, God, just really resonate with us all all week, God, in, into our life, Lord. I just I pray as we read Scripture, as we study Scripture, that's exactly what happens. It it just permeates that that heart. God, and, and impacts how we live, how we think, um, God. And so just help it to do that, Lord, for all of us this morning. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so this morning, um, you know, I, I, uh, I was really hoping uh, for some cooler temperatures outside than, than it was. It wasn't quite cool enough for me. And, and uh, then I couldn't get the temperature right in the church and it's just it's just been kind of a miserable morning, um, all the way around, and uh, just things not going my way. And you know, I wanted prime rib, and they're having turkey and ham downstairs. It's ridiculous, you know. And, um, and you know, and so I, I think one of the things I, I think we need to do in life is uh, I think we need to start keeping a journal. You know, I've talked about that right for spiritual things, but I I think we need to keep one for just the junk that goes on, you know? If it's worthy to complain about or, or be upset, let's just start writing it down. This is good stuff. Just just open up a journal and everything you can find to complain about, maybe it's the person sitting next to you in the pew, you know? Maybe, uh, maybe your spouse can't, I've said this, walk the 10 feet to the hamper and they throw all their clothes down right at the base of the dresser. You should keep tabs on that stuff. Every little thing that uh, somebody does in your life, just, just jot it down. And there's a reason I want you to do that. Um, because you can just keep bringing it back up. It's awesome. You know, that way you won't forget. You won't forget all the things that, that have been worth complaining about. And you can just, you can just bring that uh, back up over and over and over and over again. And if you, if you begin to practice these things, especially the journaling, I'm telling you, it's going to change your life you're going to become an efficient complainer. It's going to be awesome. Like, transformation. You know, you thought you were good before. Maybe you got a little road rage. Somebody didn't put the buggy back in the little parking spot for the buggies. Come on! You know? But if you jot it down and constantly remind yourself of that, man, you're going to get better at this. It's going to be good. Uh, you're going to be a pro in, in no time. And in fact, after you've, you know, maybe you've done this for a few days, maybe a week, you should just go back. You should start setting time aside during your day to go back and read through your journal. You know, like ponder all the junk people have done to you. And then when you're around them, now you really got some ammo, right? Uh, you've been just like letting it simmer and, and build up. And so you got, you got more things to throw at them. Um, and if you accidentally kind of find yourself in a place of peace and happiness, bring that journal back out and start reading it again, you know? Start using words in your vocabulary. We talk about words and definitions meaning something. Man, the word horrible and bad and atrocious and irritating and the S word at my house, stupid. (laughs) 
Just start letting this be your common language. Or maybe you've got some other choice words that you use. But just, man, increase, you know? Like, increase it. It's going to add to this whole thing. It's going to be great. You're going to see more things that just irritate the... It's going to grow. Your pet peeves are going to grow. Make sure you keep that journal. Log it well. All right? We don't want to let go of that stuff. And, and then, you know, like maybe, you're, maybe Thanksgiving's coming up. You're going to be around some family. Like instead of listening, like get your phone out when people are trying to talk to you. And just do something else, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then whatever, you know? Look up scores on ESPN or, or, or whatever you're doing and, and, and get it out and, and, and just ignore them. And then when it's your turn to talk, make sure you bring up all the junk that they did today that annoyed you. Maybe they cooked the wrong dish. You wanted this and they made that. You make sure and let them know, all right? It's going to be a great Thanksgiving. And you know, I know we pray, but uh, instead of you know, praying for other people, maybe we should just start focusing on ourselves. Like, just ask God for lots of stuff, you know, because that's going to make you happy. Just let your prayer be filled. It doesn't even have to be praise to Him because, come on, God knows who He is. You don't have to pray about things like that. But I don't know about you, but I want some more stuff. So, Let's just start making that our prayer priority. Let's just pray for more things and pray for all the people around us that are driving us nuts to change. And don't worry about your health. Just let it go. You don't have to be concerned with that. Don't exercise. Because if you exercise, I've read that these little endorphins kick in and like it starts making you feel good after a while. I don't know who's been exercising, who says that. But um, it eventually makes you feel good. And, and so just, man, you just let go of all of that stuff. There's enough things around us, man. You should be upset. You should live a frustrated life. There's so many things to, to pick on. Um, my family, they never shut the lights off in the house. And I, man, I promised myself, because my dad used to rail us about that. You don't pay the electric bill, you know? And dad, when you listen to this later, I love you. Um, you don't pay the electric bill, turn the lights off, you know, and, and mom would get on to us about leaving our dishes everywhere. And I walk around the house and say, Hey, your lights are on. I'll get that. Let me pick up your dishes again. And I make sure my family knows that I'm irritated. And I say it in a sarcastic, joking way, but I make sure they know. And I'm just going to build on that. I'm going to find more things because there's stuff, right? I'm, I have to pick up the toys in the yard before I cut the grass because my boys can get them out all day, and then they just leave them there. I don't know why. I don't understand it. And I get on my lawnmower, and I'm, oh, man, 20 minutes of doing this adds to my mowing time. Obviously, I hope that you know that I'm completely kidding. Um, but something so silly takes on a serious tone when we realize that it's really not a joke. And maybe you're not writing a journal, but we keep record, right? Right between our ears. I don't know about you, but I, I let that stuff build up sometimes. And maybe I don't vocalize it, but I sure think it. 
I'm supposed to be renewing my mind for Christ, and I'm, I'm supposed to be finding things to be grateful for and thankful for. And um, man, I let those things well up, those little things. I, in fact, all joking aside, the last time I was cutting, I wasn't cutting grass. I used my lawnmower to, to clear the yard of leaves. Um, and uh, I, I did. I went out there to do that, and I looked around, and I instantly was like, oh, my goodness. Like, is, did they, like, intentionally space every toy every 30 yards apart? And, like, I was thinking through this, and I'm like, there's stuff down by the wood. Like, and, man, God just slapped me upside the head in that moment, thankfully. And uh, I was, you know, just total shift of attitude. Like, hey, someone who's blown out their knees four times and couldn't walk at points in his life ought to be real thankful he can walk around his yard and bend down and pick stuff up. There's people who've gone through big-time tragedies. I'm glad that I have to pick up after the boys, you know? Sure, we can talk about do they need to be responsible and clean up. Yeah, they do. But I can real easily focus on this negative stuff, these pet peeves, and they can just build and build, and I keep a record up here in my head, a running tally of how many times I've turned off the lights in my house. And before you know it, I lash out in some sarcastic tone, where I remind someone in my home that they failed to meet my expectations again. Yeah, I keep a journal. It's just not written down. It's just in my head. What about you? What's it for you? You know, I, I, the other one, another big one in my life, which I, I hope my wife would attest to, I've worked really hard on this, is, is the driving. I mean, just people just... Uh, John Bailey and I talk way too much about this, but like just people do things on the road and I'm like, yeah, but then I do things on the road. You know, I can see the looks in the rearview mirror of someone I just cut off. What are they saying about me? And so, again, I know we're human. I know this stuff kind of gets to us and builds a little bit. But I want to encourage you today uh, to, to just recognize that it's happening. Recognize that we're keeping this tally up in our heads. And it comes out. And maybe it's not just against a loved one. Maybe, I mean, all the illustrations I just use are stuff I struggle with. You know, when I go to a grocery store and I see the carts everywhere, you may be one of those cart people. It's like, oh, they pay somebody to get these. Right? I've heard someone say that. Well, if I don't leave this cart out here at the end of the parking lot, so-and-so won't have a job. <laughs> I've heard that, right? Right? They won't need cart people if everybody puts them up all nice. And I heard someone say that one time. And maybe you think that. You're wrong. <laughs> but I pull in the parking lot. I'm like, really? Especially if it's in the space I go to pull in and there's no other car there. I'm like, why didn't anybody take this early space? And it's because there's three buggies sitting in it. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, my day's ruined, you know? It's like, come on. And these silly things end up becoming really serious. Because instead of being a light and a darkness, I become a little flicker. For Jesus. And we all know it. It's the little things, right? It's the little things. That build up. And so what we've been focused on this month and what I want you to continue focusing on, not just when November's over, but just letting the little things 
turn this around for you. I know there's stuff to complain about. Goodness gracious. What a year, right? And everybody goes, yeah. What if we started following up that statement with it? Man, what a year God's been on the move. Wow, did the tone just change? Did the atmosphere just change? What has God been doing in 2020? Man, people are coming back to family. People are crying out to the Lord. Man, I've been hearing stories after story after story. Because we talked about this last week. God's going to shake the things that are shakable, right? He's going to shake them up. And if I had to describe this year, that's what I'd say. This year, we've been shaken up. (laughs) But the things of God do not shake. We can trust in those. They are our cornerstone. I want to read a verse to you, and then I want to talk about this verse. We're just keeping it simple today. This is it. One scripture, okay? It's Philippians 2, verses 14 and 15. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do a few things without grumbling or disputing. Oh, yeah, that's right. It doesn't say a few things. Do all things. All things. And I can do all things through who? Christ. So if it doesn't start off with him, it ain't going nowhere. You'll be complaining for, you know, the next 10 minutes is out. It's got to start and end with him. I can do all things, so do all things, without grumbling or disputing. That's a fun word to do a word study on. That you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among whom, you know what, let's just stop with crooked. And we all think, uh, TJ and I have had a lot of conversations. We all like look at our generation. We always, you know, think it's the worst, right? Or the next generation is the worst. Like they're coming, oh man, these kids. You know, we say that stuff, right? Uh, Well, if you've studied any kind of history, uh, we know (laughs) that there have been some pretty terrible times on this planet. They've been really ugly. And for some people right now, it's really ugly. People are the same, you guys, from Adam and Eve to now. People are the same. We're crooked and twisted. That's the nature, right? That's why it's so easy to be a grump all the time. It's so easy to see the negative in the people we love the most because it's nature, right? If you just be a little more like me, you know, the world will be a better place. And we laugh at that, but I think sometimes we really do think that. You're not a cup of tea. I'm sorry if that's the first time I've ever heard this. Right? We all have our junk, our baggage. We all come to the table with issues and things that we do that annoy everyone around us. Okay? Everybody. The world is crooked and twisted. So in the midst of crooked, a crooked and twisted generation, among whom... You shine as lights in the world. Shine. 
Shay and I had a wedding yesterday. Uh, one of my favorite things about weddings, I know I talk about weddings a lot because we do that, um, but it's the lights, man. They, they decorate, and it always just looks like Christmas, almost not even a wedding sometimes. And then uh, my bro here, Nick, was hanging up Christmas lights yesterday, and uh, I, I got a picture of him dangling off a ladder, and I was like, ah! Um, but they got done, and, and they sent me a picture, and it just like, it just was so beautiful, you know? It was dark, the sun was going down, and the lights were just like making this huge impact on the picture. And it was similar at the wedding. Uh, somebody turned the ambient lights off, the little, uh, or whatever, um, lights off during the wedding, and I was like, why'd they do that? The place just got uglier. I mean, like it did. And then they flicked them back on. I was like, ah, oh, that's nice. You know? And we're supposed to be this light in this dark place in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. And if all this negativity or the little things, the pet peeves, the things that just build and build in our journal and our head, when in you, I promise you, you're not being the light that you're called to be. We're not making the impact that we're supposed to make. No one in here is immune to it getting to you. Nobody, right? Nobody. There are things that get to every single person in here. We can make the list. You know what they are. And it's different for each person. My dog Zoe even has one. She hates socks laying around. So you know what she does? All night long. All night long. She goes and retrieves all the loose socks. One at a time. And she comes to my bed. She hops up in bed and goes. It doesn't matter. She doesn't care what the time is on the clock. Doesn't matter what time I get up to preach. She doesn't care. She cares that there's a rogue sock in my house. <laughs> she finds the missing socks. And she will whimper until we wake up and take it from her. And put it securely away. I'm not making this up. And I just laugh most of the time. Every once in a while, not a good moment, but... So I, I go through the house now, instead of just turning off lights, I have to pick up rogue socks. Because I'm like, if I don't, I'm getting woken up at 3 in the morning by my whimpering dog who can't take it. Everybody has something. You know, we're called to love each other through the somethings and see the best in people. It doesn't mean that we don't want to help each other grow and work through things, but I promise you, you probably don't need to point out the things that are messed up in me. Got a pretty good handle on that. Now, if I come to you and ask for help, hey, you know, and you're my brother or sister, and I, I mean, that's different, but like, just, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that just nitpicky stuff that just builds up in our head, and especially at home. I know this is where it plays out because it plays out for us. Home, the battleground, you know? I think God uses the home a lot of times to either break us or build us up. Are you doing your part? Are you being the light? amongst a crooked and twisted generation. So here's what I want you to do today. We're wrapping it up. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Write it down somewhere large. Not itty-bitty, like large, and put it somewhere in your house, okay? Uh, over the years, I, like uh, those dry erase markers on your mirror, you're going to look at your face, come on. Uh, put, it, put it right there. Uh, do you want to get real fancy? I know some people that are really good at this kind of stuff. They paint scriptures onto their wall. It's awesome. It's a good one. 
Print it out on a piece of paper, one word at a time, in like 87 font. And just tape it somewhere. Write this down. And I want you to just focus on it all week long. Can we do that? Like, I, I, I want your, your mind to be renewed, and I want this to be a, a game changer for you. Maybe you're in here and you're like, I already give thanks. I don't even need to listen to you, Jeff. Well, get on downstairs and get eat. But if you're anything like me, <laughs> Sandra's going to take off. If you're anything like me, the struggle's real, right? It's there. And maybe I've matured enough to fight it back some, but there's always room to grow for all of us. So Philippians 2, 14 and 15, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Uh, thank you for, for passages of scripture like this, God. And I, I know it's one verse, Lord, and there, there's so much in the Bible but God, having our, our mind on things above, having our mind um, just fixed on being thankful and grateful, Lord, you tell us so often in Scripture uh, to be in that place. Lord, just there's so many things to be thankful for. And I hate even saying it like this, but if nothing else, just who you are, God. And that's honestly where it should begin. I should just be thankful because of who you are. Lord, so I pray in this season of growth, not just November of 2020, but in a season of true growth, God, where we take steps that we don't back up from. I pray that you begin to shift our mind as we put these things into practice, as we begin to think about things that we can be thankful for and grateful for. God, I pray as we look at verses about being thankful, as we be, look at verses about being a light, God, help renew our mind, help transform us, into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Help us fix our mind on things above. God, we love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.